Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare hey everyone this is jody sweeten from the podcast how rude tanneritos I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ah, yes, living the dream on another spectacular Saturday. It is Hartman and Ornberger. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Well, Rich, we're sitting here in the middle of August been talking about the dog days of summer we're immersed in the nfl preseason but i have some great news for everybody yeah what's up one week from today we're going to be talking college football not one but two college football games that day arizona taking on hawaii and then the big game down in orlando as the gators of florida take on the u Uh, And by the way, Alex Marvez, who we actually spoke to before the show today, and you know he's a big Gator fan, he'll give us a little uh, sneak peek into uh, what we're talking about next week as we get ready for the actual beginning uh, of the football season with college football, Rich. Yeah, yeah. Look, I I mean, it's almost here. You know what I mean? Like, it is almost here. And uh, that is, that is um, after a long, arduous off season <laughs> where, you know, quite frankly, we've been doing yeoman's work. And so have all of you out there listening. I, I mean, really, as a sports fan, when you hit this point in the calendar, I mean, this is, this is where you earn it. You know what I mean? This is where you pull up the boots, you slog through it, and on the other side, you're better for it. And I can't, I cannot wait for can't kickoff. Wait. Yes, well, Here's the thing for us. Now, what we do, once we get to the football season, there's no work at our end. 
I mean, we will be sitting here in these plush Fox Sports Radio studios, multiple TVs. Imagine that. You sit there. I mean, I'm here on Saturday and Sunday. Right. I'm watching college football games on Saturday, talking about what I'm seeing. And then on Sunday, you know, when we do the broadcast out here on the West Coast, at the end of the morning, there's like seven games going on, at least on Sundays uh, in the NFL. So that's where we coast. But between now and then, there are a number of subjects we definitely need to get into. And really, the big story this week, without question, was the sit-down of Roger Goodell and Jay-Z. Not only the sit-down with the two of them, but sitting down on Jay-Z's turf. All right, do we have a little sound? Just give a little flavor. This was uh, Jay-Z during that sit-down with the commissioner of the NFL, Roger Goodell. The NFL platform for us, what was exciting for us, the spy change was already happening, and uh, the NFL has a huge platform. And we can use that huge platform for, we've seen it happen. Like when J.J. Watts, you know, came the, the A to everybody in Houston, the whole world forgot about all the turmoil they had with the NFL. Oh, that's a great thing. That's a fantastic thing. And if you can use that platform to do that in different areas, then it's a home run. That's the success. I think someone asked me what I would view success. That's the, that's the success for me. Just having a place where we can have these conversations where it's like, oh, things are going on wrong in the country. You know, people are dying in these neighborhoods. Okay, where do we go? Again, I want everyone, everyone, yeah, it's a natural emotion to be upset. But where do we go now? Where are we going to take it? What are we going to do? How do we fix it? And what is, what is everyone doing? Everyone can speak like those Twitter people you talk about. Everyone can talk. Ask them what have they done. All right, now, Eric Reed of the Carolina Panthers, as we know, Rich, was side-by-side with Colin Kaepernick, and he is. Basically, he has been eviscerating Jay-Z all week long, including this said. Uh, Reed said the NFL is hiding behind Jay-Z's quote-unquote blackface with the New Deal. Quote, the injustice that's happened to Colin, they get to say, look, we care about social justice. We care about the black community because we're with Jay-Z. And Jay-Z is doing the work for them. We all know that it's unjust that Colin isn't in an NFL locker room the way he lost his job. But they get to pretend that they care about social justice. So it's not by accident, Rich, that the NFL and Roger Goodell wanted to be seen publicly on a big stage with Jay-Z. The question is, is it actually going to work to advance the NFL, or could it actually backfire? Well, uh, of course it could backfire. I mean, because when you're a corporation, even if you're trying to do something to further the message or do the right thing by uh, your your union body that you employ, the, the players, uh, it, you can still come off looking contrived. You know, this may be and I mean, I'm, I, I understand a lot of people would disagree with this, but this may be a wholehearted effort to get more action behind the words of the protest that Colin Kaepernick launched a couple years back. I mean, it could be, or it could be a strategic partnership with a man of color who has an interest in owning a team, a major interest in owning a team. And so uh, this uh, this is just a lot of hands shaking hands and a lot of, uh, you know, sort of under the table dealing. We'll never quite know the answer to that. But if a lot of good happens, maybe initially for the wrong reasons, 
and that good is done and that good is followed through with and more of these you know charities and nonprofits and these avenues to improve things in in the lane of social justice actually get done even if it's on the outset for the wrong reasons, isn't that a good thing? That's sort of where my, my heart lands on this subject until further evidence is, is provided. You know, if this is a complete flop, if this is a complete failure, if this fails on its face and, and it's a money grab of some sort or, you know, the, the, the interested parties become disinterested at some point because other deals fall through, well, then I'll cast my aspersions then. But if a whole lot of good gets done and it's all, it all starts with maybe some underhanded intentions, well, I, if a lot of good gets done... I think I'm okay with that. All right, but here's the thing. So one of the things, one of the most controversial things that Jay-Z said at this press conference was is that we've moved on from the kneeling incident, okay? And this is what really stuck with Eric Reed because he said, quote, for one, when has Jay-Z ever taken a knee to come out and tell us that we're past kneeling? Yes, he's done a great deal of work, a lot of great social justice work, but for you to get paid to go into an NFL press conference and say that we're past kneeling that that's asinine players coalition 2.0 he got paid to take the bullets he's now taken because we're not having it so in other words what he's saying is is that if the commissioner roger goodell says well we've moved on from kneeling you know how that would go over with the players but if you get jay-z to say it maybe it takes on a different uh, light now i think honestly i'm surprised we even got there because as you know a year ago at this time we're all concerned the nfl had new rules that said as far as the national anthem is concerned you had a choice you could stay in the locker room if you didn't want to participate in the anthem but if you were on the field you would stand at attention you and i were talking about wow this could divide a locker room and everything else nothing came of it we've already moved on past this but now all of a sudden it's back on the table because of Jay-Z's comments and the reaction of Eric Reed, So I'm not quite sure why the NFL did this. If they brought in Jay-Z to sort of be the face of a new attitude from ownership of the NFL, why would you do this now? I mean, a year ago I could have seen it, but now it just seems like all you're doing because of the Eric Reed reaction is fanning the flame again. Well, I, I think it's, uh, like Jay-Z put it, I think it's actionable. I, I think, again, if if the outcome of this partnership is a lot of good being done in black communities or if uh, relationships between police and, uh, and uh, minority communities improves because of the NFL's influence or there's prison reform because the NFL and a lot of money is thrown behind getting things right from that standpoint. Uh, well, I, I mean, the proof will be in the pudding. We don't know what's going to be done yet. This this has been announced, what, three days ago, two days ago? So I, I think the knee-jerk reaction from Eric Reed is the fact that he's too close to this. Frankly, I, I understand. I understand he's allowed to feel any way he wants, and I understand how fighting for his friend, the fact that his friend, uh, Colin Kaepernick, still doesn't have a job. Uh, it, it really bothers him, and it was his initial message, and he feels like it's being corrupted in some ways now and being used as a tool for the NFL to further their brand. I get all that. But again, if a greater good is served here, the mission's accomplished in a lot of different ways. Colin Kaepernick is a martyr. 
okay? And the first through the wall, many times they suffer the fate of martyrdom. He may never work in football again. I mean, in the NFL, he may play on an XFL team, but he may never play NFL football again. And if he falls on that sword so that so many of the causes he supported are, are, are viewed as more important as they, they maybe were prior to his sacrifice, isn't, isn't that... Isn't that what what his goal was on the outset? I, so I, I again, I understand why Eric Reed's upset and he's allowed to feel any way he wants. But I think as we widen the aperture here, a lot of good may get done with this partnership. Okay, but you said the word may get done. And here's where I'm going to back up Eric Reed on this whole thing. So remember, it was uh, Eagles safety Malcolm Jenkins, co-founder of that coalition that made that 89 million dollar deal with the NFL to advance the cause. Right. Well, Reed has called him a sellout. He goes, quote, this is Eric Reed again. I could be completely wrong, but since the $89 million announcement with the Players Coalition, what's come of that? We get to pretend we care about social justice. We get to pretend we care about the black community. And we get behind Malcolm Jenkins' face. We get behind Jay-Z's face and not do anything. It has been a while since, you know, they made this agreement about this money. What has happened? How was that money spent? Where are we using that money that was supposed to be set aside to advance a cause? If anything, in 2018, the NFL didn't say anything about it. Zero. And and in some respects, now you could say it wasn't directly responsible. Ratings were back up after two years of ratings plummeting in the NFL. Ratings are back up, which is a very key thing as we head toward new television deals down the road. That's right around the corner, uh, actually right after the collective bargaining agreement. So... I think but, Eric but Green Steve, has a like, point I, saying this is all great, but what right. are we actually doing to advance the cause that we've been talking about? I get it, but but you know, pointing the finger and saying this guy's a sellout, Malcolm Jenkins, because where are we advancing the narrative here? Jay Z's a, a sellout because he's putting his face in in alignment with the NFL, and he's you know he's he's talking about how we've moved on from kneeling, and he never actually knelt. Right? How about Colin Kaepernick? I mean, a lot of people felt like he corrupted his own cause in some ways when he signed a, a, a multi-million dollar deal with Nike where, where he was going to be given a branded line. Now, I understand the theme and the emphasis around that line is to get his message out there, but that is also a corporate partnership, a strategic corporate spa- partnership where there are a lot of people who are fighting on the side of justice and went, Wow, you know, well, what is going on here? Is this was this all so he could make a money grab? Like there were people who mm. were legitimately calling Colin Kaepernick a sellout, right? You know, the settlement with the NFL. We don't know what the terms are. We have no idea what that settlement looks like. We know it occurred, and we know we haven't heard a lot from Colin Kaepernick since. So I, I mean, look, there there are a lot of ways to look at this and pointing fingers and calling everybody a sellout. I, I don't know. Look, I understand again the. the the knee-jerk feeling that Eric Reed has here. But again, if a lot of good gets done for the wrong reasons on the outset, but if that good gets done, 
then it's a it's a good story in that and and that's just the way I feel about it. All right, one final word from Eric Reed here. Quote, Jay-Z made a money move. He's capitalized on this situation. Nobody to my knowledge talked about social justice before Colin started protesting. That was not a topic of the NFL off the field for Jay-Z to come in and partner to address social justice. Do it behind Colin's back. Get paid to do it. I don't have words. All right, so this is going to be an ongoing story uh, behind the scenes. Meanwhile, on the field, we're very early into the preseason, and already we have things to talk about, both good and bad around the National Football League, including mixed reviews for the number one overall pick in this year's NFL draft. Where do we stand with Kyler Murray? We're going to tell you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios coming up next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Farmers Insurance knows the difference between a car hitting your bumper and a clown car hitting your bumper. Sorry about that. Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We are Farmers. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Steve Harbin and Rich Ornberger on this Saturday. Alex Marvez, who we actually spoke to before the show. We don't try to pretend we have Marvez live. We actually to- talked to him right before we went on the air. Something we've never done before. But he's he's our only guest every week, yeah. Rich, on the yeah, show. Yeah. So we wanted to make sure we get Marvez on. He's got some interesting takes on the whole uh, situation as far as Jay-Z is concerned. Uh, also the upcoming college football season. So again, that's coming up here in about 15 minutes. Um, let's talk a little bit about Kyler Murray right now. And 
two weeks ago when he made his NFL debut against the Chargers uh, in the preseason. He looked dynamite. Uh, six of seven passing, making all the throws out there. And everyone was uh, saying, wow, I mean, he really looks good. And then came week two against the Raiders, and all the good things that we could say week one went out the window, and he looked a little bit overwhelmed by the situation. So let's put the stats aside, Rich, as you you work with many NFL quarterbacks. When you look at Kyler Murray right now, forget the numbers. Let's just go by the eyeball test on a team that's not very good with a rookie head coach. What are your expectations right now for Kyler Murray? Well, two things. One, I you know, I, I realize it's easy to say in the preseason that a team who struggled the year prior is not very good, but we don't know if they're good or not, and and we don't know how he's going to pan out. So with all that said, uh, they struggled mightily last year, and this is an uphill battle. There's no question about it. What I've seen from Kyler Murray from a pure athletic and uh, throwing capability standpoint is this guy's dynamic. He, you know, what what's been billed in the lead up to his drafting by the Arizona Cardinals, I think is is fair. The assessment of him is fair. I think that he can play at this level. Uh, the question is, will this offense be effective at this level? I mean, it, they are going full-blown spread, you know, uh, Texas Tech, Oklahoma Sooners spread offense. So, so we'll see, you know, because Chip Kelly had success with this in Philadelphia for his first two years there. And then I think the buy-in factor with his players waned a little bit. Um, and then, you know, he struggled and then he went to the 49ers and struggled there as well. So Kingsbury uh, instituting this in, in Arizona. Arizona, if they have some early success, if this thing gains momentum, if uh, Kyler Murray you know, takes these physical gifts he has, which are abundantly clear even at the preseason level in the NFL, I, I think this could work. I, I That's where I'm at. I think this can work. I'm not sure if it will, but from the proof that we have through two preseason appointments – I think it's it's a possibility that this is going this is going somewhere. But uh, he's got a lot to learn, man. You saw in the second preseason game. I think they're giving more on his plate as far as route concepts he has to learn, and and more of the playbook is open to him. And there there's some growing pains there, like with all rookie quarterbacks. All right, one of the other controversies from this game against the Raiders was the clap trap. Clap, snap, snap, clap, or whatever you want to talk about the way Kyler Murray does it. Now, he was penalized twice for essentially illegal procedure. Now, I'm trying to figure this out. So, we see guys in the shotgun, and it's not uncommon to see quarterbacks clap their hands, but twice Murray got called for a false start. So, I saw at one point Kingsbury was trying to explain to the officials about his clapping, and they weren't buying it. So, what is the rule here, Rich, as far as being in the shotgun and putting your hands together, clapping your hands, and the ball being snapped? Or, I mean, what what was going on there with Kyler Murray that seemed to have the officials perplexed? Well, the funny thing is, um, if you look at these two plays where this occurred, and I have now, I didn't get an opportunity to watch the Cardinals-Raiders game, but I looked at the highlights of the, the times when there were offsides called. The problem was, 
is there was miscommunication with the with the cadence wholesale. Uh, so he clapped his hands and legitimately half or the entire offensive line, including the center who moved the ball but didn't actually snap the ball, all jumped off sides. So you can't say um, off sides everyone. You have to blame it on somebody. So they were blaming it on Kyler Murray. And then I think the, the issue arose where uh, the, the officiating crew had trouble because this is new. And, and you know, in the preseason – they're sort of warming up to some of the new changes. And and uh, look, at the college level, you see this all the time. I call games as a color analyst for a college football team. So when when you're watching football, the, the, you'll see some teams clap from, from the shotgun as their snap count. And the only times I've ever seen a quarterback get called for uh, a legal procedure uh, before the snap is because they'll fake – They'll fake a clap occasionally. So the defense, if they're keying on the quarterback instead of the football and they think they're going to time the snap and get a good jump off the line of scrimmage because they're watching him, you know, go into his clap, uh, you know, you can you can sort of draw guys off sides. So so outside of that, though, I, I you don't really see offsides called on a quarterback. I think this is going to get cleaned up by the Cardinals, and if they stick with the clap snap count, I don't think it's going to be a huge issue for them moving forward. Well, and that's the whole point. They talk about the speed of the clap or, as you say, missing claps or whatever. You know, right. Murray's reaction was, well, wait a second. The defense has to react to the ball, not me clapping. Uh, they, they have to react to the ball being snapped. Uh, so and and by the way, there are some quarterbacks that are really good at drawing defenses offside. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best, right? I mean, he yep. he gets that quick snap. Peyton Manning used to be able to do it. I but I always think when I when I think about drawing that you know offside, Rodgers is a master, and he really does it. Well, you know, with the quick clap, and I'm like, what's the difference? What's well, what's the difference? What yeah, Aaron Rodgers is correct. doing and what what Kyler Murray's doing? Well, well, so so this is what a lot of quarterbacks will do you'll see them come to the line of scrimmage in a hurried and harried fashion they'll be like you know alert 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 you know yeah. and they'll start you know what I mean they'll start going through they're getting the attention of the the group and so I guess because it's not such a a sudden action right and if none of the defensive linemen or the linebackers who are on the line of scrimmage ready to blitz jump into the neutral zone you can't really blame the quarterback right for for in initiating an offsides penalty but look i mean i've i've been in games where if a quarterback uh was was getting into his cadence and then all of a sudden, you know, say a safety creeped up to the end of the line of scrimmage and he wanted to point to him quickly to sort of gesture like to his running back, hey, that's your guy. Uh, I've seen I've seen offsides call on a quarterback because it'll draw guys into the neutral zone. So, look, I, I mean, again, these are such the you know, like these are the, the building blocks, right? You know, when you're talking about getting an offense off the ground and you're 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 concentrating on getting the cadence right you're talking about day one stuff it's it's week 2 of the preseason kyler murray is your starting quarterback they're going to need to clean this up and they're going to need to do that in a great big hurry otherwise you're going to see more of these growing pains and i'm talking fundamental stuff rear its head game 1 uh, when they take on uh, was it the detroit lions is that who they have squared up game 1 of their their regular season that is it that is it all right we're in the geico fox sports radio studios we got marvez on the other side but right now let's find out what's trending and whoa 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 
Wait, well, hold on, hold on. Let's let's hold get on. Gascon in here. Hold come on, on. Come on. Omaha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I miss it. It was the yeah. clapping. It was the Omaha, and then it was hurry, hurry, hurry. Hurry, hurry, well, hurry, well, hurry. Well, yes. Well, well, shoot, I thought we were going to go spider 2 Y <laughs> banana on this one. I, that's what I thought. Get that shoe out of your uh, mouth. Omaha! Omaha! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What is up, Mr. Gascon? Not much. Another day in paradise. Uh, I got to see you and uh, an old school look of you back to uh, your days of of helping out friends in need when they need to make some money on some certain television games. Yes, who wants to be a millionaire? Circa 2000, I helped some guy win half a million dollars. There you go. That's pretty awesome. Wow. Not a bad thing. Listen, uh, Gavin, Iowa Sam, and I also would love for you to help us win a half a million dollars. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As long as I got Kawhi. I wish I could have won half a million dollars. That's the whole point. Yeah, did you get any chunk of that? They actually, the guy uh, won $500,000. He gave me $5,000 for helping him out. Which is better than nothing. Okay. But he also gave me a little secret on how to have a girl after having two boys. So I got my daughter, thanks to this guy. Long story short, it worked, and uh, I've been paying for it ever since. Right? <laughs> That's right. Oh, yes. certainly. Yes. 500 grand in debt, thanks yeah. to a certain young one. Uh, guys, we'll start things off first in Major League Baseball. Indians lead the Yankees by a score of 2-0. Carlos Santana, he's one for one. He has a base knock. That single brought home a couple of runs. Switching over to the National Football League, the big news today, L.A. Chargers strong safety Derwin James, who has his stress fracture in his foot got it on Thursday during practice and now Mike Garofolo today reporting James will have surgery on said foot he'll be out at least three months here's Anthony Lynn with his production with his intangibles I mean, we're gonna miss him a lot but I mean we're a team I think we have a good team so we have guys that'll step up and uh we'll be fine I mean we, we lost Joey last year uh you know we, we were fine until we got him back so you know we'll be okay Meanwhile, Philadelphia Eagles have brought quarterback Josh McCown out of retirement to sign a one-year deal with the team worth $2 million. Buccaneers have signed GM Jason Lick to a three-year extension. And in the NBA, Sacramento Kings' De'Aaron Fox has withdrawn from Team USA Basketball just before the FIBA World Cup. Guys, they might want to pick some players from the Big Three to participate in this thing. With all that being said, back to Steve Hartman and Rich Ornberger in just 10 seconds, but first a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. All right, gents, back to you. All right, David, thanks so much. We're coming live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Big story there. Derwin James out at least three to four months. He will have surgery on that stress fracture in his right foot. Bad news for the Chargers. So we had a chance to talk to Alex Marvez right before he went on the air today. Jumped in on the Jay-Z story. Of course, it appears that Jay-Z is trying to position himself to gain ownership, at least partial ownership in an NFL team. And we asked Alex how receptive the other NFL owners would be about welcoming Jay-Z into their fraternity. Oh, I don't think there's a problem with that. But remember, he's coming in as a minority owner. He's not going to own an entire team. And the rules, you know, we've had, uh, you know, I believe Gloria Stefan may have been a co-owner. I know Fergie was given a piece, a ceremonial piece by Stephen Ross in the past. So minority ownership is not a really big deal. I mean, Jay-Z is well-heeled enough financially, and he may have to turn over financial records, et cetera, if he's actually going to get a piece of a team. 
But that I don't, I don't think will be much of an issue. And I think, too, for the NFL owners, having Jay-Z's brand and name associated with their product helps alleviate some of the headaches that have been generated by the Colin Kaepernick stuff. And when you have Jay-Z now banging the drum saying that we're, we've moved past kneeling during the national anthem and we're trying to advance the conversation and basically crapping all over Colin, well, you know, how, that's music to NFL owners' ears to hear that there is no longer a divided front among someone who, at one point, if you remember, Jay-Z uh, didn't have interest in having anything to do with the NFL and Super Bowl entertainment, et cetera. Now, all of a sudden, the money's right and the guy's all into it. And maybe he does believe that the league is truly interested in following through on some of the social initiatives that they have pledged $90 million to so far over a three-year period, a $30 million pledge by all these teams, not to mention what other owners have done. You know, staying with the global themes of the NFL today, over the past decade, in conjunction with this unprecedentedly long 10-year CBA agreement between the ownership and the players, there was a war on drugs. But just recently, we see Josh Gordon reinstated again. There was a war on domestic violence. But just recently, we saw Tyreek Hill serve no suspension for the suspicions or allegations of you know domestic violence uh, uh, as it pertains to his son and and the threats to his wife most re- or his fiance most recently you know we've we've had all of these corners the nfl has tried to sweep up over the past couple of years and it seems like it's no holds barred everybody is welcome back into the fray all punishments have been absolved why do you think this is is it because we're headlong into the next negotiation uh, that, i think that has something to do with it I, I will say this though the road that josh gordon has had to take is a pretty long one. I mean, in his case, but I get where you're coming from with it, and I really do believe in the next CBA. And you've already seen a lessening of, of the rules as far as, like, for example, marijuana usage. I mean, that is now, I mean, you've got to fail multiple, multiple tests. You know, it's no longer an automatic. You test positive once, and all of a sudden you're in a program, right? Or, or t- I believe it was actually twice. But first you get the warning, twice you're in the program, third time you're suspended. They have been much more lenient with that right now among, you know, as a, an as olive branch, if you will, to the NFL Players Association. Rich, I mean, the big question becomes this, too, with players. I mean, how, you know, this is such a small number of guys. In a league with, you know, 2,000 players right now, will shrink to about 1,600 when the regular season begins. The, the question becomes, what are the big issues that the players want? And if it's NFL owners still keeping 53% of the revenues, they'll, they'll go ahead and, and throw, yeah, you guys want to, you know, have more, you know, lenient drug testing policy? Fine. The domestic violence stuff, listen, the Tyreek Hill stuff was terrible. And, I, and you know, you look at Kareem Hunt, and that's a little bit of on the opposite side. This guy's serving eight games, you know, for stuff that happened with him. And one could argue, what did Kareem Hunt do in comparison, for example, to a Ray Rice who had what six games initially? You know what I mean? Like it's it's just weird. The, the personal conduct policy it just seems to whatever you know whatever suits the NFL narrative at the time. That's what they seem to go with. And Kareem Hunt became a very convenient target. It was odd, though, that Tyreek Hill, who made a threat to a woman that he had allegedly assaulted before, suddenly he makes a verbal threat like that and no punishment from the NFL, not to mention the suspicions around him involving his three-year-old son and the broken broken arm that he suffered. So, I mean, and, and I will say this, too. Let's not forget, the NFL, like you mentioned, that gives a perception, wow, the NFL is getting lenient now in domestic violence and is going backwards in this regard. For whatever reason, they didn't go down the, the road with Tyree Kill to give him more punishment, Rich. I can't tell you because there's just the pattern is so erratic. What happens the next time 
all of this goes down and, and there's a heinous act by somebody. And again, allegations involving Tyree Hill. The man claims he's innocent. He's never been charged with anything. He's never served any time. And the Kansas City Chiefs have stood by him through this whole process. But I get where you're going with this. And I think that the NFL, at least as far as the drug testing policy stuff goes, will be a little bit more lenient as far as marijuana usage goes in the future, as long as the owners keep cashing in those, that big revenue split that they were able to get out of the last CBA. We're talking with Alex Marvez, covering everything around the National Football League. Every team just holds their breath during the preseason that at the very least they don't lose any players to injuries. And right now the Chargers are in deep trouble. They already start the year with the Russell Okung situation, arguably their best offensive lineman, their left tackle out indefinitely. Keenan Allen, he'll be out to September suffering an ankle injury. They also had the holdout of Melvin Gordon. And now they obviously have the situation with Derwin James, their best defense a player who has a stress fracture and there's no timetable. Even his coach, Anthony Lynn, is hoping he'll play in 2019. This is your favorite team. Let's, let's make sure was, everyone was, understands was. this. Uh, <laughs> is this the uh, Spanos curse working against this Charger team or what exactly is going down and what should they fear if Derwin James's injury is more serious than they hoped? Oh, and let me throw one more thing onto this bonfire that you have created, and that is the NFL Network report that they're not going to negotiate a long-term extension with Phillip Rivers until after the season, which is a little bit shocking when you think about it because last time they got a deal done when Phillip's contract was up heading into the season. I mean, I don't anticipate Phillip Rivers going anywhere in 2020, but you never say never in this league. So I'm a little bit surprised that they haven't been able to lock Philip up, and I'm not sure, you know, I haven't been able to unearth yet what it is that's causing a delay on this. Is it finances? Is it length of contract? Why that is? But will Philip Rivers have a clear head through all this? You know, as the season goes on, and I'll give you an example, and, and heaven forbid something happens to Philip. He's got this super long streak of NFL starts. But let's say he goes out for six, the final six games, and all of a sudden, you know, Easton Stick comes in, the fifth-round pick from North Dakota State, and he electrifies the offense. Well, what happens then, right? I mean, it's just uh, really just, again, another layer to this Chargers team. Talking to Dr. David Chow, former Chargers team physician, he told me that this injury is at least, and, and this is if it's a very minor stress fracture, it's at least a six-week injury, but in all likelihood, injured reserve type of injury would knock out, it would knock Derwin James out for the first eight games. Then, then we'll have to see how his rehab goes, which you don't want as a recurrence of a Jones fracture. Greg Olson last year tries to come back too early, boom, re-injures his foot, he's out for the season. You want to be very careful with Derwin and make sure this doesn't become not only a problem for this season, but for future seasons, a recurring type issue with his feet, a la Sammy Watkins, who's been battling that throughout his career. One more thing about Derwin James, Chargers defense, the complexion of it changes completely without him on the field. You're talking about a guy who has cornerback speed and linebacker size. He is a true X factor on that Chargers defense. You can blitz him. You can put him on tight ends. You can even put him on a wide receiver. And he can. And he's a surefire tackler. This guy is a special, special player. And the Chargers are a much lesser team without him on the field. Alex Marvez joining us. You know, when you have teams in division selecting back-to-back, especially at the top of the draft, it always leads to intrigue. NFC West team selected first and second in this year's draft. Arizona takes Kyler Murray first overall. 49ers take Nick Bosa with the second pick. What's the more likely headline, say, three years from now? Kyler Murray was the right pick, or the Cardinals should have selected Bosa? 
Uh, that's a great question, and I'm going to go with Bosa for right now. And the reason I say that is I'm just not sure about Kyler Murray in the NFL and Cliff Kingsbury in this offense because it's uncharted waters. Listen, we know what Nick Bosa is going to be asked to do, right? I mean, it's pretty simple. You want to rush the passer, be an elite-level guy. You want to be able to hold up against the run. He's a 4-3 defensive end. It's very cut and dried what Nick Bosa is. It's not so cut and dried with Kyler Murray when you have a coach like Cliff Kingsbury installing an offense where, yes, the Kansas City Chiefs had success with it and Chicago, Matt Nagy running a variation of it, and other teams, you know, some, some you know, the RPO stuff, things like that. But when it comes to the NFL and Kyler Murray and what Cliff's going to do, I don't know. I mean, that's the whole thing. Let's say, for example, too, Cliff Kingsbury is the head coach, and the way this Cardinals team is looking right now with that, that awful secondary and some real, really leaky offensive line, I mean, let's say Cliff Kingsbury goes sixth and, oh, what do we say here, 26 over his next two seasons, right? And then he's out as head coach. Well, what happens to Kyler Murray? Does he get the Josh right. Rosen treatment and get shown the door? That's the whole thing. So if you're asking me right now to project, I think Nick Bosa is the safer pick. I'm not saying that Kyler Murray is destined to fail nor Cliff Kingsbury, but I've got to put my odds on what's more likely, and that's Nick Bosa being a special player for the 49ers. Although I'm not necessarily sold on this 49ers defense either under Robert Sala. They'd better get after the quarterback to cover for that secondary. All right, final thing here, Alex. Next Saturday, Orlando, Florida, your Gators taking on the U. I take it you'll be in Orlando, all right? You, you've got to be there for that game. You got you got some tickets. You got a hookup. I, I, listen, this is the hardest. You're Alex Marvez. What do you mean? You're asking me for tickets. You're Alex Marvez. You you dictate to other people. Give me the tickets, and I'll I'll grace myself by being at the game. I leaned on Charles Davis, trying to mooch off of him, and he can't even get tickets. You know what I mean? This wow. is such a hot. I mean, this is really. I mean, the state is just buzzing for this game. I think it was a brilliant move actually put it on August 24th. I, you know, I like the Gators in this, and we'll talk about it, I know, a little bit more next week. But Felipe Franks and the experience that he has at the quarterback position, you got a first-time starter for the U, I think that's a huge difference for this team. I know Florida lost a decent amount of uh, prospects in this year's NFL draft, but I, I'm liking our chances down in Orlando as college football kicks off its 150th ah. year in style with a Gator win. Cannot wait, cannot wait for next Saturday. <laughs> Alex, I know you're just going to be uh, on pins and needles the entire week. We will talk to you next Saturday in anticipation of the start of the college football season. More NFL talk. Alex, we always appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks. And, and seriously, guys, if you have tickets, we'll meet in a dark alley. I'll, I'll take <laughs> them. We're all good, man. <laughs> Big right. money, Alex. Big money. Thanks, Alex. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, so that's Alex Marvez. On the other side, as we send the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, more on the injury to Derwin James and why it means a lot more to the Chargers than the coach is letting on. Coming up next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. At Farmers Insurance, we know there's a crucial difference between a kick drum pedal and your car's accelerator pedal. Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Steve Arbin and Rich Ornberger. Great news. Quick and easy way for you to save money. Switch to Geico. Only takes 15 minutes to see if you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Go to Geico.com. See how much you could save. Again, we always hate to have to report about injuries during the preseason. Derwin James was one of the brightest rookies in the league. I felt he should have been the defensive rookie of the year because he played so many positions for the Chargers. Rich, you and I talked to Eric Williams, who covers uh, the Charger beat, and and he mentioned the fact that during the course of last season, especially uh, with Joey Bosa out for an extended period of time, that he played like seven different positions over the course of the season. So to hear Anthony Lynn saying, hey, we'll be okay, uh, you know behind closed doors he's got to be just pounding his fist in the table. That is a brutal loss for the Chargers defense. Yeah, in very short order, Derwin James has become one of the most versatile and impactful players at the NFL level, period. But as a defensive weapon, you cannot understate what he brought to the field last year for the Chargers. In a lot of ways, he was responsible in part for them winning as many games as they did on the road. He he was just so fantastic in the blitz packaging. He was so fantastic in the disguise packaging, where you could have him float near the line of scrimmage and all of a sudden he's playing the deep third you know somewhere it's just you know look I don't want to overstate, in, you know, in terms that it was one year, right? We, we saw him for 16 games. But, I mean, he's reminiscent of a Troy Palomalo. He's reminiscent 
of an Ed Reed with with his ability at such a young age to sort of decipher what's happening to him and be an instinctual uh, player both at the line of scrimmage but also in the defensive secondary. This is a humongous blow to the Chargers. No question. And they're dealing with a Keenan Allen injury, as we mentioned, the uncertainty of the future of Phillip Rivers. Melvin Gordon's holding out. Their left tackle, Russell Okung. He had blood clots and everything. We don't know what his future is. So this is a franchise that on paper, as we said, the Chargers look really good. But when you start erasing Pro Bowl players off that roster, that can be a big problem. All right, we'll have much more on what's developing in the NFL. Also, we have some breaking baseball news from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Do you have a complaint that baseball games are too long? Well, one manager has a stunning revelation to change that coming up next. Oh, rolling along on this big Saturday, it is Hartman and Orenberger, and we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 50 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. All right, well, we're knee-deep into football already. It's mid-August, but there's a baseball story i got to ask you about here, Rich, and that is... The manager of the New York Yankees, Aaron Boone, made a comment. Now, the Little League World Series uh, gets into full steam this weekend. And we know that in Little League, they've always had a mercy rule. Yeah. You know, they don't want to embarrass the kids. So if games get out of hand, I don't know if it's a 10-run rule or a 12-run rule, whatever it is, there's a mercy rule in Little League, and they've had it forever, where the game just ends. So that the uh, the annihilation ends before it gets ridiculous. <laughs> right. Okay, and you can understand that for kids. Well, the Yankees the other day were thrashed by the Indians 19-5. to And in that game, Yankees designated hitter Mike Ford pitched two innings of relief. It was the first time ever a Yankees position player actually completed two innings on the mound. So Aaron Boone said that he was sitting in his chair worrying about hurting someone. You hate to throw up a flag and getting kicked in the mouth is no fun. He thinks, quote, if you get to that point after seven innings or whatever, there might be something to the merit of a mercy rule at the major league level. Now, as a former professional athlete yourself, could you imagine a mercy rule in the NFL where you're down 42 to nothing and they're like, you know, enough already. Let's shorten the game. How would you feel as a professional athlete about implementing a mercy rule? Well, you know what? Uh, at first blush, I was thinking to myself, well, that's kind of ridiculous. But the more I wrap my head around this, right? The more, the more I think it makes sense to me. So I played uh, a game. I was with the Patriots in 2009. We beat the Tennessee Titans 59-0 in Foxborough. And the score was 45-0 at halftime. Woof. It was 45-0 at halftime. In the third quarter, we piled on 14 more points. 
You know, there was a scoreless fourth quarter because uh, a lot of the depth of the roster went in for both sides. And so, you know, this really was one of those situations where even with a 53-man roster, there were still some key starters out on the field because you just don't have enough, uh, you know, players to, you know, for special teams, offense and defense to give everybody a break. But as many of the players who possibly could have been pulled off the field were pulled off the field. Look, I mean, that's not good for anyone. You know, I mean, you could argue it's good for the depth of the roster to get some playing time, but they could be injured in a completely inconsequential game at that point. The starters who had to stay out on the field, the special teamers who had to be out on the field, the kickers, uh, because the game was extremely cold. So punters and kickers, you know, availing themselves to injury, right? Um, yeah, you know, this. <laughs> as ridiculous as it sounds, this actually makes good sense at the professional level. Um, the the only other thing is, look, I, I don't know what the rules are regarding forfeiting a game, but I imagine if the Titans wanted to, they could have ended the suffering. You know, they could have thrown in the towel from their sideline. I imagine if the Yankees wanted to, instead of getting drubbed, you know, Aaron Boone could have came out, spoke to the home plate umpire, and they could have called that one. Now, you would have a villain on the field because everybody who paid ticket prices, who even though they're watching a complete route, wants to watch the entire game, um, you know, you would have a villain, whether it's Boone or at that time I, I'm blanking on the Tennessee Titan, Titans coach, but... You know, it's 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 a catch twenty two. You know, you finish the game, you could uh, I, injure for, a player. Well, first of all, the the coach was my guy, Jeff Fisher. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I mean, he was the coach of the Titans forever. By the way, I'm looking up that game that you're talking about. Kerry Collins and Vince Young were the Titans quarterbacks combined in that game, two for fourteen for negative seven yards. Yeah, they actually yeah. had negative yards passing. Now, you could say negative net yards with sacks. No, I'm saying negative yards passing, 2 for 12, or 2 for 14 combined for negative 7 yards. I guess my initial thought as a non-professional athlete would be, look, as embarrassing as this is, just waving the white flag would be doubly Embarrassing. Now, in the Little yeah, League World Series, that. a game is called off if a team leads by at least 10 runs after the fourth inning or 15 runs after just three innings. But these are kids. Look, the, 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 I, I will say in a game like that, and you've been in many one-sided games. You were in one-sided games when you were at Penn State as well, where you're just overwhelmingly better than your opposition. I, I, you know, my, my attitude has always been this. If, if you're getting embarrassed, get better. Yeah. yeah, I mean, no, no, I mean, I, 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 I you know, it. It, it, you know, and look, Aaron Boone, you know, for for the the arguments he was making, they land with me, they resonate with me because as a former player, I I get it. Like you you don't want to get hurt in a game that doesn't matter. Like you know, so come the second half of this Tennessee Titans Patriots game that I was referring to uh, back in two thousand nine, I mean, you're talking about a deficit of forty five to nothing at halftime. Yeah, everybody knows which way that game is going to go on the other side of halftime. You know, nobody's a dope. You know, it's fifty-nine nothing in the third quarter. Nobody wants to get hurt. It's it really becomes a preseason game. 
You know, yeah, you want to get the work. You you want obviously the fans to have an experience, but also you don't. Those fans too, they don't want to see a star player get hurt. They don't want to see a starter on defense or offense get hurt. So I, I get Aaron Boone's. I get Aaron, but where he's coming from, it makes a lot of sense. Wow. So again, Aaron Boone is saying the Major League Baseball should look into implementing a mercy rule for games that have gotten totally out of hand. And, of course, he's not talking about a postseason game like that. It would be regular season. And I guess, again, one of the things about these kind of games that I have to acknowledge, especially now that teams go so deep into their bullpen, is that you're already exhausting these bullpens. Every team does. I mean, you know, even if you have the best starting pitchers, seven innings. You got to go to an eighth inning pitcher. You got to go to a ninth inning pitcher. But if you have one of those early blowout games where suddenly you're you're walking to the mound to get your starter out in the first or second inning, and now you know I'm going to have to go three, four, five relief pitchers the rest of the way. And in this case, and it's not unprecedented, where you just like forget that. Do we have a position guy that can actually throw the ball to the home plate? Anybody? Anybody out here? Uh, get out there and just throw whatever. We don't care. You give a 10 home runs. We don't care. We just need to get through the rest of this game. But I think that is that is that is why this this really comes to head right now because the way Major League Baseball uses their bullpens you could wipe out your bullpen for 2 weeks. Oh yeah. If you oh, exhaust yeah. them all in a game that has completely but- gotten out of hand. And, and again, you know, you know this idea of a mercy rule at the professional level. Think how it benefits. Um, think how it benefits the f- the fans in some ways too. So, I mean, the understanding when you show up at a game is that the the game is going to end when it ends in baseball, right? You know, nine innings can take four and a half hours, or it could take two hours. Yeah, I mean, you just never know. Um, typically, it's closer to four hours. But but imagine imagine if you showed up to a game at Yankee Stadium and you're an Indians fan, and uh, you, you know you you saw about all you needed to know. Uh, you know, at whatever whatever point, say it's the the sixth inning and they're leading by 10, 10 runs. I mean, if that was the criteria, like if you have a ten run lead at the close of the sixth inning, the game's called. I mean, do you think any Yankee fans would be upset? Do you really think any Indians fans would walk away feeling underserved? I think everybody would be happy. But again, Aaron Boone throwing in the towel. It's very different than the Yankees, un- or I should say, yeah, the Yankees underperforming so greatly that they were mercy ruled. That would be embarrassing. It would be worse if a manager spoke to a home plate umpire and and said, "Yeah, you know what? We're taking our guys off the field. We're done here." That you would be castigated. You might be thrown out of baseball. But if there was a mercy rule instituted, I think I think even the fans would benefit from that. All right. When we look across the landscape of professional sports. One of the keys to marketing your brand is being able to get your biggest stars front and center. Baseball has had a big problem to this. We're going to talk about the loss of one of their brightest young stars and how their biggest star is yet to pay dividends on the whole for the game. Coming up next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Farmers Insurance knows the difference between a car hitting your bumper and a clown car hitting your bumper. Sorry about that. Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We are Farmers. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Steve Harbin and Rich Ormberger. So with the record number of home runs flying out of baseball parks, (laughs) here's the bad news, Rich. Baseball attendance continues to decline uh it is down overall again this year it's been in a free fall for about 20 years here so even the promise that you're going to see home runs multiple home runs by the way the dodgers became the first team in major league history to have at least four home runs in five consecutive games yeah, like 22 home runs in five games. I mean, it's it's <laughs> getting ridiculous. Uh, I want to go out to Angel Stadium last night, which is baseball heaven for Gavin, uh, big Angels fan, as they took on the White Sox. This call courtesy of NBC <laughs> Chicago. This has not got to that point. No. Look at this defense. Trout. Garcia's not going to have a play. Oh, Mike my Trout that's Trout it is. swimming upstream, avoiding all the flies, and sending one ricocheting through the universe. And look at this crowd. Rockuses can be one of the most successful franchises. Just packing them in here at the Big A. All right, so yeah, you're probably saying, is that Bill Walton? Yes, that was Bill Walton uh, at a baseball game admiring way, another wearing- moonshot by Mike Trout. <laughs> Wearing a wearing a tie dye yes <laughs> t shirt of course that's I Bill mean, I look at I've known Bill forever I love, I love this man desperately because he is who he is you know some Listen, people they put on a show that is Bill Walton twenty four seven okay there's I, not a I, fake I, bone I, in that man's body one of my favorite lines of the night was Walton goes who's that is that the catcher oh I couldn't be a catcher he's like you got to get too low I'm more about <laughs> getting high. <laughs> 
There I love is. how we didn't know who hit it. Yeah, well, <laughs> right. all, all you needed yeah. to find out was when you hear the ball leave. So Mike Trout, the best player in baseball, the highest paid player in baseball, his 41st home run of the season. Right now, he is on pace to finish with 54 home runs, 123 runs batting in. His OPS is 11-12. He's actually he's all right. Yeah, he's he's not bad. Um, he's going to win the American League's Most Valuable Player Award, despite the fact that the Angels have a losing record. His WAR is over eight, and we still have six weeks to go in the season. So he is, without question, baseball's best player. And yet, despite the fact that he has been at that level, now is his eighth full season, baseball has really had a hard time using Mike Trout to the benefit of all of the game. Now, the Angels, obviously, locally can use Mike Trout. And I know Mike Trout does have an occasional national commercial spot. We'll see Mike Trout out there. But you have to wonder why it is that baseball has such a hard time you know, getting on the level of the biggest <laughs> NFL stars or the biggest NBA stars as far as getting their – the last guy they had like that Hang was on. Derek Jeter. No, I know. I know. And Why look, can't you know, they do this? Why can't they get well, more well, out of Mike Trout? Let, let's be honest with each other. Two things um, run run parallel to each other with this problem with Mike Trout, right? And actually, before I get to that, I promise I'll answer this question that you just asked uh, – Bill Walton. Okay, now I know <laughs> I know you have an affinity for Cooperstown and yes. the baseball hall of fame. Okay. How many announces are in and can we get him fast tracked in some way? Because just <laughs> one, one performance call. is all yes. I did. That's all I will I say need. this. You're right. Now I won't give any specific names of <laughs> right. uh, baseball announcers that are in the Hall of Fame, but you're right. He probably made a greater impact on a single call. That many of those guys did in forty years behind the mic. All right, so. I mean he is he is electric in the booth. Okay, but but that runs in conjunction with how I'll answer this question about Mike Trout. So here's the deal: Mike Trout is a guy who shies away from the spotlight. Like it or not, that's just, it's who is, yeah. He just wants to play, and we hear it all the time from certain guys. It's not in their game to be uh, promoting themselves. They're uncomfortable doing it. They're not in it for marketing. They just want to swing the bat. They just want to catch the football. They just want to dunk the basketball, whatever it may be. Tim Duncan, perfect example. Another guy wasn't like that, right? Okay. Baseball also has him playing in one of the smaller markets they have. Now, the Angels of Anaheim have sort of co-opted no, they're the Los, the Los Angeles Angels ah. of Anaheim. Right. They co-opted that market, but everybody knows what's going on there, and nobody's a dummy. And they're in the Los Angeles market, you have a lot more Dodgers fans than you ever will Angels fans. Orange County, the, the, you know, the Angels belong to Orange County and vice versa, but, but we get what's going on there. That's a little home cooking for the Angels. And look at this crowd, raucous as can be, one of the most successful franchises, <laughs> just packing them in here at the Big A. Yeah, aren't you I, listening I'm to one of the most successful that, that, franchises, according to the Democrats that you created? No, here's the deal. <laughs> we, yeah, with, 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 with Walton, though, like this is this is working. You know, so so Trout, it doesn't work, right? You know, Trout, keep going to that well. He's going to disappoint you every time. He doesn't want to do it. He's, he's not that guy. He isn't Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter played in Market One. Derek Jeter had a smile that you could throw on the front of every magazine. Uh, he had... A, a, a guest list at his, you know, his Manhattan flat that include A-list celebrity stars.
starlets on a consistent basis. I mean, he was tremendous from a standpoint of um, just just carrying the mystique of the game with him on one of the winningest franchises during his tenure as a 20-year pro. Trout is not Jeter. All right, let me give you another name. Let me give you another name, Rich. Okay, Okay, go ahead. So, Fernando Tatis Jr., Having Got this it. incredible rookie season of the Padres, shut down, stress, I don't know what's going on there physically, but he's out for the year. All right, So he played only 84 games this year, but he, he electrified. Not only was he putting up big numbers, hitting 317 OPS, close to 1,000 and everything else, but he did something special every night. I mean, every single yeah. night he had some YouTube highlight with uh, you know, incredible defensive play or a base running play or a big hit or something like that. But you said it right there. So social media is super duper important to sports fans And they nowadays. love Fernando Tatis Jr. In fact, very yes. quick story. Uh, the other day we were sitting in our studios down in San Diego and this guy came in. He was being introduced around uh, and he was from Brooklyn and he was wearing a Yankees cap. And so we're saying, oh, big Yankees fan. He goes, yeah, but my favorite player plays here, Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah. So already it's out. So this is a guy from New York. And he says, in my generation, he looked like he was in late 20s. He's like, I'm telling you right now, we have already latched on to this guy. Fernando Tatis Jr.'s guy. Okay, so how do you do that? How do you take, let's say, a Fernando Tatis Jr., who's going to be in San Diego for a while, certainly one of the smaller market teams, how do you get him off the page of San Diego? And use them as an effective marketing tool for all of Major League Baseball. They they started doing it when he came back. So Fernando Tatis Jr. For anybody who's not caught up on this guy, is a shortstop. He came out of the number one farm system that the Padres current have, and when he you know dazzled everybody at spring training, he made the opening day roster, and he has just been booming since. He's been injured twice this season. He went on uh, the IL for about thirty days for a hamstring pull. He was doing basically the splits. At second trying to turn a double play it was impressive that he was he even has the hip mobility to do that and then now he's going to finish the season on the il with a stress reaction uh in his lower back they're being awfully careful with him because their season is pretty much over and he's a superstar so that you're caught up on fernando tatis jr the problem is like you said he plays in a smaller market not a lot of people interested nationally about san diego but he is catching fire on social media, on Twitter. Major League Baseball is actually finally doing a good job with this kid because they're putting his highlights out there on a routine basis. How do you get word out these days about your stars? How do you get word out these days about your game? Social media. And this was the first move in a very long time. And I'm not talking about Tatis. Bill Walton. All roads go back to Bill Walton. Bill Walton in the booth during this Angels-White Sox game, getting this out on social media. He was trending last night nationally. I mean, I, I, you, you, you turn on Twitter, you see a clip of Walton in the booth last night. That, that's just what it is. And it's going to be that way through the weekend. This is how you captivate an audience, Major League Baseball. You use the most... A proliferated tool to reach a massive audience that we have ever had in the history of mankind. It's Twitter, it's Instagram, it's Facebook, social media. If you own people on social media, you are going to get more eyes to your sport than any other way. I'm telling you, the NBA has got it figured out. 
NBA, really, you know, NBA Twitter is a big deal. Major League Baseball has a lot of catching up to do. But having Bill Walton in the booth really helped them. I I can promise you. All right. So, okay. So, what you're basically saying now is MLB Network, all the major outlets, Fox themselves for baseball, Major League Baseball, should get their hands on Bill Walton as quickly as possible. I'm telling you... For if, Game if of you, the Week highlights, for commentary and MLB yep. Network, wherever you can get Bill Walton to sit down and talk baseball, you will do more than any Hall of Famer that you could parade out, anybody else that is associated with Major League Baseball. Bill Walton will immediately lap the field in terms of drawing attention to your game. Well, you know, today it's Bill Walton, right? And then maybe, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, I'm saying that maybe in in the future, you mm-hmm. know, you you grab a, you know, you grab a, a professional football player who wants to call a game, wants to be a color analyst, who happens to know a lot about baseball. I'm just saying, look, baseball is viewed as stodgy and stuffy, and that is just one idea, right? You know, the the Bill Walton thing sung. Not everything is going to work, but just keep trying. You know what most recently I saw, which I thought was ridiculous? They were going to have, or they will have, this exhibition game played in Iowa at the Field of Dreams Field. They're going to do this, right? That movie came out in the 80s. 89, yes. Your young demographic, Mm -hmm. that's a 30... That is a 30-year-old movie. Well, you Your never watched a movie from 1989. Stop right there, Rich. Stop right there. How dare you? How dare you? Uh, you're, 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 if you build it, they will. All right, buddy. Listen, if you build this stadium, the young fans aren't going to come. They're on Twitter. Iowa Sam is shaking his fist at you right now. I mean, he is sitting here just shaking his yeah, fist. Rich, How dare you? Rich, this is a very exciting. People are very excited about this from all walks yeah, of life. Yeah, yeah. No, so you, don't. you stop it. I all right, they're Tense. Okay, hang on. Just separate for a second, guys. All right, we're in the Geico oh. Fox Sports Radio oh. studios. By the way, I have bad news for NFL fans because the New England Patriots just got better. Uh, we'll get to that in a moment here. But let's find out what's trending right now. David Gascon. You guys got some issues. Uh, well, there's a, I, again, this mm-hmm. idea of dismissing something from 1989, hey, as yeah. Rich Ornberger is trying to do about Field of Dreams. Yeah, you're 20-year-old. I mean, that's uh, like dismissing they, The Wizard of Oz because it came out in 1939. How <laughs> oh, dare you? You're 20-year-olds. You're, you're people who just got their driver's license mm. out there watching baseball are like, wait, the field of who? The the field of what? No, they don't know. Is this heaven? <laughs> no. no, no. Uh, no let's this, ask Gascon. Gascon, have you ever seen Field of Dreams? Of course I have. Exactly. What the hell's wrong with you? Exactly. Yeah, but Gascon, how old are you? You're what? You're, um, you're, you're sp- spry when, when this movie came out in 1989, how old were you? <laughs> I was nine years old. Nine years old. Yeah. Rich yeah, was so I mean, three but years see, old. See, to be fair, though, Rich, a lot of people our age are actually – at that time, we're actually outside playing sports, mm-hmm. playing baseball or yeah. football or basketball, and now you get kids playing video games. It's true. Around. It's true. I mean, Gavin and I with Sam, they live together. They play video games all day and all night. All day. They call me at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning after one of them loses. It's just the world we live in now, man. And I'll say this much. I hate the idea of cutting a baseball game short because of a slaughter rule. Because these guys are paid on contracts. They're incentive-based. Yeah, exactly. So if you're having an 0 for 7 performance, the game's 16, 17 innings long, you need a damn hit. Otherwise, that that batting average is going to torpedo. Same thing with an ERA for a pitcher, though. 
These guys go like but an inning all, or but, two but, innings. No, but you're talking about averages, right? Everything baseball is. <laughs> of course <laughs> it is, but I'm saying if you go seven plate appearances without a hit or a walk, your your batting average plummets. And to say that the the league ratings are down for television, it goes the same way with the NBA, and it's half as long. It doesn't matter. It's not a great product until you get to the postseason. Yes. No, it, it's true. Look, David I mean, Gascon, there's a lot of bringing it, bringing his A game well, right it's now. It's all crap. There's a lot of ways you could improve it. I mean, in fact, you could just you could just have the guys playing a major league baseball video game. I'd watch that. I mean, that you'd just watch a them. kid play video games. <laughs> no, of course not. A lot of people, people do. do. Are you kidding? Have you seen the ratings that, for uh, the uh, esports? Big time. The Fortnite kid just got three million dollars for winning the whole thing. Yeah. I might start playing today. You should talk to him on the street and say if he's socially awkward or not, too. How about you do that? <laughs> I don't know. His dad said, years. "I'm an example for all dads." <laughs> out to the way I've handled my genius son. So, Ugh, yeah. Unbelievable. Well, right, he's taking on. 10%. Uh, guys, Major League Baseball right now, Didi Gregorius hit his 11th home run of the season. Glaber Torres also hit a home run his 28th of the year. Yankees were down 2-0 to the Tribe. They now lead 4-2. Top of the fourth in Pittsburgh. Pirates and Cubbies. That game is scoreless. John Lester's on the bump for the road team in that affair. Dodgers and Braves let on today. Hinjin Ryu's got a 145 ERA for Los Angeles. Should win the Cy Young. He's 12-2 this season. Meanwhile, in the National Football League, Derwin James will be out for quite a bit, out at least three to four months. As Mike Garofalo reported today, he's having surgery on a stress fracture in his right foot. Eagles have brought back quarterback Josh McCown out of retirement. He signs a one-year deal worth $2 million. Back to Steve Hartman and Rich Ornberger in just 10 seconds, but first a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing and a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Who the hell has not seen Field of Dreams? Exactly. It's like seeing I'm the Wizard you. of Oz. My Come kids on. haven't seen it. My yeah. kids haven't seen well, it yet. That's because they've been banned from uh, seeing it by their father. <laughs> no, Doing no, a disservice. No. Yeah, it's more because right. they're one and four years old. Okay, they really man. have no idea. My, yeah. my boys had already seen Sandlot at that age like 85 times. Okay, yeah, man. The, the life Every scene. day, my boys well, watch see, Sandlot. Well, now you're on to some. Sandlot, now that's a movie I could get behind. Get a giant dog uh, beyond the outfield wall, something like that. You mm, know, I mean, okay. that'll get the youth involved. All right, stop right there once again. Gascon, thank you very much. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% of more your car insurance at Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which is easier. By the way, uh, just quickly, Gascon was mentioning Hunjin Ryu. You know, this year, 22 starts. He has a 145 ERA. But he had this one game, one bad start against the Rockies in Colorado. Of course, that happens. Where he gave up seven earned runs in four innings. If you take that one start out, in his other 21 starts, his ERA is 104. And the major league record is Bob Gibson had that 112 ERA back in 1968. So if you took out that one start from Ryu, his ERA would be 104. That is ridiculous stuff. All right, I want to get to the Patriots right now. One of your former teams, Rich, because they got really good news. And that is that Josh Gordon not only reinstated by the NFL, but with their blessing. We wish them all the best. We couldn't be happier for Josh Gordon, who has been suspended several times throughout his NFL career. Now, this just came out. Bill Belichick said this. 
He said, uh, for the past eight months, Josh's situation has been entirely a league matter. When Josh returns to our program, we will evaluate the entire situation and do what we feel is best for Josh and the team. So in Belichick speak, what does that mean? Well, it means exactly what he said. You know, I they haven't been able to speak with him. You know, they haven't been able to get their hands on him, see how much uh, he's been training. So it really, all of this has been up to Josh Gordon, that while he's serving an indefinite suspension to keep himself game ready. And so here we are, you know, about to see all of these teams finish out the second week of the preseason. And uh, I, the Bill's right. I mean, you, you have no way to know what level of commitment he had to his training you have no way to really know uh how ready he's going to be to go you're gonna you're gonna probably want regardless of his physical conditioning to ease him back into things so yeah i i think everything he said there um is 100 accurate this is going to be a process they're going to see what's best for him and for the team alongside all of that being said uh, Josh is fighting a substance abuse addiction. You know, presumably he keeps failing these drug tests. So that is something where, you know, Josh really has to work on himself in order for Josh to stay involved. But his contribution to the season last year was invaluable. Uh, I believe he gained over 700 yards receiving for Tom Brady. Uh, he earned a Super Bowl ring because the Patriots went on to win the whole thing after, you know, he he uh, he again, uh, you know, served the suspension. So I, uh, things are looking pretty bright for now, but we've said that before about Josh Gordon. I, I'm very, very fascinated to see where this goes because it's been a story rife with sec, uh, success, but also tragedy. It's a, he's a young man, and he's gone down a really dark road at times. By the way, uh, the thing that stands out about Josh Gordon, he averaged 18 yards a reception oh, yeah. last year, and for his career— 17.4 yards of reception. We don't see that anymore. He's a burner. I mean, most of these receivers now, because of this quick passing game, if they average 12, 13 yards, that's a big number. This is a guy that stretches the field. By the way, uh, a little side note on New England. You know, Gronk announced his retirement. Have you seen Gronk recently? It looks like he has lost. Because we, we saw this with our buddy Nick Hardwick when he retired, the former Charger uh, center. He lost like 80 pounds overnight. Gronk seems to be on the Hardwick diet. Uh, yeah. He is skinny. Yeah, yeah. Now, Gronk's not coming back. Uh, no, <laughs> not at the weight he looks right now. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at a picture of Gronk right now. He looks good for a normal guy, but he doesn't look like a football player anymore. I mean, I'll he say looks this, though. small. Compared to what will, he used to look like. I will say this, though, because, you know, look, as a member of that Patriots offense, uh, Gronk at the tight end position was asked to split out. He was asked to play all the way out to the sideline. Uh, he he was, you know, a tight end for sure. He was one of the most devastating blockers I've ever played with at the tight end position, let alone that the league's ever seen. So Gronk is a Hall of Famer in waiting. But if he does want to return to the game and say he has lost all that weight, uh, if he gets his, his legs and his lungs under him where he can actually run routes, I, you know, if there's any team that can sort of take a player and make it fit at a different p- place that maybe you're ready to see him, 
Could you see potentially the Patriots saying, okay, yeah, what, you're 230? Big deal. We'll have you play receiver. All of a sudden, we've had a rash of injuries. Can you can you be ready Monday for practice? Well, let me but ask so, you this, because Gronk, who's 30 years of age, just had his 30th birthday, yeah. by the way, 6'6", okay? He played, yeah. he was listed about 265, right? 6'6", 265. Honestly, if he's 220, I'd be stunned. I mean, he looks less than that. But let's say he became a wide receiver, because he averaged 15 yards at catch during his career because he was always a guy that got down the field. But at oh, yeah. six foot six, and let's say he played at 220, 225, and his legs were healthy and he could run, I mean, he would still be a nightmare, especially in the red zone, uh, trying to cover this guy, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, just because he's lost a bunch of weight, everybody's saying, well, the ship has sailed on Gronk coming out of retirement. Not necessarily. I I mean, we could see it. It would be the first time ever a player retired and came back playing a completely different position. But if there's any team to do it, it it could potentially be the Patriots. Look, again, I think that would be a matter of circumstance. I think it would take a lot of different things happening. First and foremost, Gronk wanting to come out of retirement. But if they were on a playoff chase, you know, like they always are, and all of a sudden they were decimated at the receiver position, and Gronkowski was keeping himself even in a modicum of uh, uh, physical fitness, you you know, because he's an in-shape guy. If, if they called him and said, hey, could you do it for one last go? Could you get out here? Could you throw on the pads? We're just going to ask you to play receiver. You're not going to be in the box blocking anybody. You know, you'll be stock blocking on the outside at the worst. We just, we just are so depleted at receiver. Could you do that for us? I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. All right. The future of an NFL team in terms of who's playing quarterback. We've been down this road before but not quite like the spotlight of New York. Why the owner of the New York Giants may be on a different page from the general manager and the head coach. The future of Eli Manning, sooner rather than later, will have the latest coming up next. Hey, is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. At Farmers Insurance, we know there's a crucial difference between a kick drum pedal and your car's accelerator pedal. Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Clap, trap, clap, snap, snap, clap. <laughs> yeah, I was really having a hard time with that. A little bit earlier, trying to figure out the Kyler Murray. Let me hear that one more time because I was I was trying to come up with the right terminology of what he does that seems to have NFL officials so upset. Clap, trap, clap, snap, snap, clap. Yeah, I wasn't sure. <laughs> snap, clap? What is that? What is that? It's snap. Crackle pop, I believe, is what you're going for. (laughs) All right, I want to ask you about the New York Giants right now. John Mara, the owner of the Giants, loves Eli Manning. And the report out of New York is, is that he is forcing Eli Manning to start the opening game of the season. Now, Daniel Jones, who they drafted sixth overall in the draft, had a solid second game after a shaky first game. And it would seem right now that Pat Shermer, some of the other people in the organization are thinking, if this kid is the future, let's start the future as soon as possible. Okay, It's not like the Giants are knocking on the door of a Super Bowl run this year. It's not like Eli Manning is going to get any better. You're a jettison Odell Beckham. So why not start the kids? So how do you deal – now, you, you play for a number of owners. I'm sure they all had a different say in the matters of what was happening on the field. But when you have John Mara at the top saying, oh, no, 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 no. He, in fact, he said, what we want is Eli Manning have a good year and Daniel Jones to sit the entire season. That's his dream. How do yeah, you deal look, with that? I, I actually agree with this mentality and uh, for a lot of different reasons. One of, one of the biggest reasons is because I remember there were probably uh, a lot of Chiefs fans and a lot of people in Kansas City scratching their heads when the Kansas City Chiefs uh, drafted Pat Mahomes out of Texas Tech. They were probably saying to themselves, well, we, we have Alex Smith and he seems rejuvenated. He's bringing us to the playoffs. I, what do we need Patrick Mahomes for? Why did we trade up to get him at 10th overall? This is outrageous. And then I'm sure at different times throughout the regular season, they were thinking to themselves, you know, losses and things like that. Boy, you know, if we would have drafted a defensive player or maybe another offensive weapon for Alex Smith, uh, we could be performing even better right now. Or maybe there were some people frustrated with how Alex Smith was playing and saying, hey, get that Mahomes kid in here. We drafted him 10th overall, didn't we? Well, look what a year did for Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes sat as understudy in an offense that is complicated. There's no question about it. Andy Reid has a, you know, a game plan style to his offense. And he was able to absorb everything he possibly could from the environment, 
He got his first taste of action week 17 on the road at Denver. So he got some real regular season game time in a game that was relatively unimportant to the Kansas City Chiefs, but it was important to his development. What the Giants right now are trying to do with Daniel Jones, I think, is very similar to what the Kansas City Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes. They just took Daniel Jones four picks higher than Mahomes. I'm a fan of this. All right, since the Giants won that second Super Bowl over the last seven years, their record is 47-65. and They've only made the playoffs once, and they were one and done in the playoffs that year. Manning has started all but one of those games. You remember his infamous one game he sat out. Uh, But after that, I mean, I I think Giant fans are ready to turn the page. I don't think the legacy of Eli Manning is being helped any by this. I mean, I I, I think a lot of people assume after winning that second Super Bowl, he was a lock for the Hall of Fame. And even though he's accumulated some big numbers over his career, um, his likelihood of making the Hall of Fame seems to diminish with each passing year. Uh, You know, last year, I realized, was an absolutely pitiful year for the Giants, and it was probably one of his worst years. But let's look at two stats and put them next to each other for a second. He was under duress the entire season. He was sacked 47 times. That was the most by, by far that he had ever been sacked. He was also hurried a tremendous amount of times as well. And he still completed 66% of his passes. You know, Eli Manning has played since 2004. Let me add add one more thing, though. He only threw 11 interceptions. In fact, his interception percentage was the lowest of his career, despite being under duress and all the injuries that they had. So his efficiency last year, he had a 92.4 rating, which was actually on the upswing from the previous years. Yeah, look, I'm telling you, last year – it wasn't Eli's fault. Mm-mm. I'm just saying that. Now, he's got a lot of injuries at receiver. they got to overcome a lot of things. But I'm telling you, Eli Manning still has some juice left. All right. So as we put the curtain on week two of the NFL preseason and turn to week three, what should we expect? Which teams are actually going to parade out their biggest stars? We're going to tell you coming up next. Continue to roll on this big Saturday once again. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Actually, uh, we're just going down memory lane. There was a time, Rich, where I seemed to appear on game shows a lot uh, many years ago. And uh, we were just uh, looking at highlights of... How I helped some guy win half a million dollars on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire uh, almost By 20 way, years ago. I know, I don't know this guy, yes. but I, I know one of uh, his co-workers, and he's currently an anesthesiologist. I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, 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 I've shared many of these. I was on uh, Hollywood Squares one time with my buddy Jim Hill. So back in the day, we were big. You ever been on a game show before? You ever been participant <sighs> in a game show before? If you were to pick a game show, that you would want to be on as a participant what would it be there huh wow yeah i i mean like yeah the the price is right probably and i'll tell you why you think you would Um, be good on that show without going over i think so yeah i i'm pretty i'm pretty good at eyeballing things i i would say the reason why it's the price is right is because every day during a football season is like groundhog's day Mm -hmm. and our meetings broke 
when I was in New England, this first three years of my career, our meetings broke around the time that The Price is Right was starting. So we would all sit down and we would watch usually an episode of The Price is Right before, you know, either getting our equipment on and heading out to practice or going back for, a, you know, a full team meeting. We always had that break, though. And so I, I've watched that game show more than every other game show. And look, you know, if you're going to put a can of soup on the podium, mm. I'm going to tell you if that $1.85 is too high or too low. And my guess, <laughs> a bit too high. A bit too high. Do you remember the one time the guy won where he had – he actually – had the exact number. There was a lot of controversy. Yeah, there's a documentary about that. Like everyone was like looking at him like okay, how, Steve, how did, you'll respect this. How did you come up this. with that number? So you're a stats guy. And I anybody am. who doesn't know Steve Hartman, like this guy lives a utilitarian lifestyle. I, I'm very close with Steve. We do a show in San Diego five days a week. So you get to know the person you're working with. And we've done, we've worked at the same station for three and a half years now. So I know Steve pretty well. And Steve, every single night, goes home and he will crunch stats mm-hmm. on Hall of Fame players. College football. College football is my big thing, yeah. College football, yeah. all Americans. He has this database that he's yes. continued to work on. One day he hopes to donate it to the College Football Hall of Fame. Correct. Um, so, so that's what Steve's into. What this guy who who sort of who sort of cheated the prices right did he did the same thing you're doing with college football players, but he did it with prices right prizes. He created a database and he logged every single piece of merchandise that ever donned the airways on this show. And he wrote down the model. He wrote down the model type. He wrote down the description of the the merchandise and he wrote down the price. And what he did over the course of his, you know, entire adult life, basically watching this show is he memorized what all of these yeah. things costed? Makes sense. Then, I mean, so, it's like it's like guys counting cards. Yes, yes, you know, yes, yes. you know, if you could, you if you have, if you're blessed with that kind of a brain where you could actually do that, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can go, you know, to a table and you you start counting cards and you just can't lose. And then of so course, once they that, start seeing you win that much, then they escort you out of the building. Yeah, but, you know, and when you're counting cards at a casino, you know they'll hit your hands with hammers and things like that. But yes, when, clap, when you do it on the price. Clap. Right. <laughs> when you do it on the prices right, it's just Bob Barker you got to get past. Or well, now, you know what he should have uh, done Drew is, Carey. even if he knew the exact total, which he, he named, he should have fudged a little bit. You know, again, it's, go you, you go $10 below, you know, because you can't go over. <laughs> Don't actually throw the exact number out there where suddenly all the flags are raised like, what just happened there? Okay. Yeah, so you got to be smart about these things. All right. I want to want to get into, uh, and of course, uh, you're a veteran of all these preseason games throughout your NFL career. Uh, so we're finishing off week two this week. And then, of course, next week, uh, week three. And week three in the preseason uh, traditionally has been the uh, dress rehearsal where we see the most time from starters. But it seems like more and more teams are going against that. In other words, the idea that we can take no chances with our starting quarterback or our number one running back or our top receivers or really any of our prime players where they're seeing almost zero action now 
throughout the entire preseason. Now, we remember back in the days, for instance, LaDainian Tomlinson with the Chargers. He never played in the preseason. Why would he? He's going to be touching the ball 350, 400 times during the course of a season. Uh, He knows the playbook, so no reason to put him out there. But if this trend continues where more and more teams are just like, look, I mean, we can take no chances. We got too much money invested in these guys, and they know the plays. They've been here for a while. There's really zero reason to play him at all in the preseason. What does that actually do for the marketability of a preseason? Oh, I mean, it crushes it. And and you can see why this is happening. So when I was playing, I many times had joint practices at one point uh, of the preseason with a, with a different team. When I was in New England, uh, there was a standing relationship between Belichick and, and, and Peyton and Sean Peyton. So we had a joint practice uh, in Foxborough. When I was with the Cardinals, we went out to Kansas City to play against the Chiefs, and we did joint practices with them leading up to the preseason game. Uh, When I was with the Chargers, I'm trying to remember if we launched any. No, we didn't. We didn't do any joint practices. We were were, uh, a team with a brand-new head coach in year one and year two. So I, I think that started in the McCoy era with the Chargers after I was finished my playing career. But... The point I'm trying to make about these joint practices is this. Uh, You can have as much work as you really need against another starting defense, a different team's starters, and you can create a live enough scenario for the quarterbacks and for the majority of the guys, your receivers, to get as much work as they really need in the safest environment possible. I mean, think about it. The quarterbacks at practice wear red jerseys. You're not allowed to touch them in a preseason game. I mean, that's full-on live bullets flying. They can get their heads taken off if a defensive end or a blitzing linebacker wants to hit them hard enough. So I think more and more you're seeing teams schedule multiple appointments holding joint practices with other teams so that they can get their star players work without risking putting them on the field during a preseason game. And I think it's intelligent. I'm looking at next Saturday, um, I'm looking at one of my uh, favorite ticket outlets that occasionally I get tickets from. The New York Jets are hosting the Saints at MetLife. Okay, this is next Saturday night, 7.30 kickoff. Right now, I could get as many tickets as I want because I put in, I just clicked on like five (laughs) tickets, seven tickets, $5 a ticket. Yep. As many, t- basically, as many tickets as I want. Now I'm thinking, wait, third preseason, maybe I see a little Drew Brees out there. Five bucks. How can you go wrong, right? Right. Five, well, do- five dollars. <laughs> but now I don't know if I'm going to see. I don't know if I'm going to see anybody. Am I going to see Kamara? Am I going to see anybody with the Jets? Am I going to see damn Sam Darnold? Who am I going to see? Five dollars. I, I can well, get twenty tickets at five dollars each. It's supply and demand, right? You know, there are certain fans that this caters to, right? So on the tertiary market, the secondary market, like these websites that you frequent sometimes right. when a game is sold out and you still want to go, if, it, if there's a high enough demand, you're going to pay higher than face value on these tickets. As a matter of fact, in a, in a way, in an attempt 
to capitalize off of this in some ways. Now, in order to buy a season ticket package, you also have to buy the licensing for these tickets in order to repurpose them on the second market for your own gain. I mean, it's just another way that the NFL or or any sports league nowadays is squeezing that rag one more time out of the fans who keep the lights on. Look, here's the deal. The preseason is completely meaningless, so the demand is low. But what what this does help is maybe the guy who can't afford to take his kids to a regular season game, who wants to get out to one game a season, and if you're lucky enough, like you said, if you're a Saints fan, it's the game where Drew Brees is going to get the most playing time. And I get it. The reason why this is really disheartening and disappointing for that guy, not being able to see the starting quarterback not once in live action – throughout the season, but the truth is you would rather Drew Brees be healthy for a full 16 games and not injured in the preseason as opposed to getting to see him one time. You know what I mean? So the trade-off is it, it's too high for these starting quarterbacks to really play in the preseason unless they need to work like a Kyler Murray, you know? Well, it's it's interesting. By the way, I don't even have to go to New York. The Rams are hosting the Broncos also next Saturday. $7. Seven dollars. Yep. Look yep. at that! I get to see all the stars for just seven dollars. Preseason football can't end soon enough. We get excited the first week just to see the guys back out there. By week two, we're like, oh, how many more weeks of this? The answer is a few more weeks. But next weekend, we will have full blown college football. Two games: Arizona, Hawaii, and then the big game in Orlando is the Gators of Florida taking on the U. Uh, earlier, we talked to Alex Marvez. He couldn't be more excited. We are of the same ink. All right, we don't get in a lot of NBA talk at this point of the season. The flurry of free agent activity has come and gone. But with the injury to Boogie Cousins. The Lakers have to answer this question. Should we replace him? And we've got two big names available. Who would you choose? We're going to tell you who they are and what the choice is from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios coming up next. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is over. 
The Shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Farmers Insurance knows the difference between a car hitting your bumper and a clown car hitting your bumper. Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Steve Arbin and Rich Arnberger with you on this big Saturday. Yeah, we'll be getting into some full-fledged football next weekend. But we sort of have one of those Saturdays. We can cover a few other bases. And uh, one of the big sports stories, Rich, was the injury to DeMarcus Cousins. Boogie looks like he is out Forever, I got a torn ACL on the heels of his recovery from the torn Achilles. So uh, he had only signed a one-year, $3.5 million uh, deal with the Lakers. But everyone I talked to, you know, with LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Kuzma still there and all the guys they added, everyone had said the X factor is Boogie Cousins. Because if he can come back anywhere near what he used to be, especially since he was teammates with Anthony Davis in New Orleans, and they had a history. And by the way, Rajon Ronda was also on that team. They were a pretty good dynamic, the three of them. So you're like, eh, that could be an X factor for the Lakers if Boogie Cousins can come back. But now he's gone. So now, all of a sudden, you're looking at the Lakers, and they got JaVale McGee. Uh, One of the things they wanted to do was free up Anthony Davis from having to play – you know, as the rim protector, you know, the sit in the middle, they want to get him to the four spot. McGee is a good part-time player, but who else could you add? Now, there's a number of big names out there, but I wanted to focus on two because both of these guys are former NBA Defensive Players of the Year, and that's what the Lakers need. They just need a big to play defense. Yep. One name is Joakim Noah, and the other is Dwight Howard. Well, is it? <laughs> okay, okay. Now, we yeah. let, let's start with Dwight Howard for a moment here. All right. Yeah. Dwight Howard has history with the Lakers, and it was not good history. <laughs> no, it was to not. To say the least. He had made it clear to the Lakers he did not want to play for the Lakers. They traded for him anyway. He was a free agent after that year, and he opted out of his deal and left. Much to the pleasure of Kobe Bryant, who despised Dwight Howard as a teammate. Uh, but the organization itself really went out of its way to try to, especially uh, Jeannie Buss at the time, to keep Dwight Howard in a Laker uniform. I would say Dwight, who would, by the way, if he were to sign with the Lakers, that would be his fifth team in as many years. Um, and he only played nine games last year for the Wizards. Uh, his time come and gone? I mean, this guy's had a Hall of Fame career, whether you like him or not. The, the numbers don't lie. I mean, he's had some great, great seasons. But, you know, the idea of one more year maybe with uh, LeBron James, a team yep. that could win an NBA championship, it's not like he's going to have to play 25, 30 minutes a night. You need like 10, 15 minutes. I don't know. I still no, think look, he could give you some of that. Uh, they're younger, better players to to fit that role in my mind with much you know lower um, 
let's say, uh, personalities, not lower personalities, but just less contentious personalities. Um, Kenneth Fareed comes to mind. I mean, he's probably the best available at that position. May have to pay him a little more than you want. Um, but Fareed is definitely out there. And Joe Kim Noah, I, I'll say this. A lot of people remember him mostly from his time with the Knicks, you know, and that was that was a struggle to watch. He did not play really well when he was a New York Knick. But his most recent iteration playing for the Grizzlies, I think the part of the court that he really shined and really showed his value was the defensive side. You know, he's an energetic rim protector. He's a veteran and so he he is able to communicate extremely well. I think if you brought in a, a Joachim Noah and you had him taking the slack off Anthony Davis from having to play the big role on the defensive side of the court, I mean, whatever he lent you offensively would be, you know, I, I mean, it would be upside, but you, you honestly, you have a lot of tremendously talented scorers on this Lakers offense. You just need somebody who really understands his role as a, as a defensive big man. And I think that could be Noah. I really, I like the idea of bringing him in. If, if you're the Lakers, you're looking for that guy. I think, I think Noah's your guy. Uh, here's the problem with Noah and LeBron. There's a history there. Yeah. Uh, in fact, you can YouTube this one. Um, <laughs> there is a, a confrontation where you can see the big F-U coming out of the mouth of Noah. Uh, he also called him a little B, uh, calling LeBron that. Not many guys have the, uh, you know, the you-know-what to do those things to the great LeBron James, but Noah was never one to be shy about those. So but, you would but, have but, to but, hope but. that somehow that's water under the bridge. Yeah. I think Noah is the right guy because Noah is a guy who I always I always look at guys like Noah who understand what it is they do well. That's why I was always a big DeAndre Jordan fan. He knew yes. he couldn't. DeAndre Jordan, you know, rebound block shots and by the way never take a shot other than a dunk okay right, and, yeah, he yeah. And, he, and he does it and he yeah he never how many times does he get the ball you know beyond the arc and he's wide open and he he passes it you know what i mean or, or well, there's a reason why the deandre paint. jordan has yes. by far the highest field goal percentage in the history of the nba he his career field goal percentage is 67% Yes. Because all he does is essentially dunk the ball. He never takes a shot over five feet. I think Noah would fit well. But, you know, again, if you bring Noah in, immediately there are going to be questions asked about the no, past. I, I, I don't uh, think with LeBron, so. Because it's all I, over the internet. I, I think this. I think what we saw most famously. Um, you know, sort of get squashed as far as LeBron's on-court beefs was Lance Stevenson being signed to a one-year deal last year. True there. You know, I mean, the Pacers guard who harassed uh, LeBron James throughout the course of their time bumping into each other in the Eastern Conference, you know, he becomes a Laker. And and all that stuff that happens on the playing field, oftentimes, this happens in football as well in my experience, you know, a guy is hated, universally hated by a team because he plays for, you know, the, the 
the division rival. Think Darrell Revis coming to the Patriots after some time with the Jets. I mean, you had a game plan for this guy. You know, there was no love lost between the Patriots and Darrell Revis for a long time, and then he became a Patriot. The same can happen with Joachim Noah. He'll get along with LeBron James. And the truth is, yeah, I'm, I'm diving into the stats a little bit. Look, he has a hideous shot, but he's still averaging over seven points a game. So, there again, there's some upside there. And uh, he even shot 70% from the free throw line last season. So in a league where they're calling fouls at a higher rate than they ever have, you know, they're protecting all of these uh, three-point shooters, they call those fouls in the paint too. And and so having an asset like that, a, a big man who who's not afraid to score, who can shoot well from the free throw line, Joachim Noah to me is is the, the likeliest candidate. Let me give you a long shot guy. You ready for okay. this? There's yeah, a yeah, long yeah. shot. He's, he's a, a six-time NBA All-Star. Amari Stoudemire. Stoudemire last year. <laughs> now, before you laugh, okay. Last, okay. last year was playing in an Israeli league where he was a player of the month, so he showed that at least he could still play the game. But anyway, there was a a little uh, workout, and this was only last month. And Stoudemire worked out uh, Monte Ellis, another former NBA player, was at this workout. Guys trying to resurrect their NBA careers. And one of the teams that was there was the Lakers. Yeah. So they already went out and took a look at Stoudemire, who at one point, obviously, was one of the better players in the league. Now, he hasn't played in the NBA since 2016, but he did resurrect his career. At least got out on the basketball court playing the game uh, in the Israeli league. He's 36 so, I mean, obviously, we're, again, you're only looking for a, like a one-season guy. A guy no, that can know, play some defense, a guy that can give you a little offense. Uh, you do have JaVale McGee, but you just need one more big because the game plan is to keep Anthony Davis in that four slot. They don't want to play him the five. I mean, there will be times when he will play the five, but they want to want to free him up because at the offensive end, the dynamic of LeBron, every, oh, man, it's uh, possibilities are endless. So are, are you are you on this bandwagon with all Vegas where they have the Lakers who've had the worst record in the NBA over the last six seasons, <laughs> six straight losing seasons as the favorite to win the NBA championship, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Wow. And, and and again, because until until proven otherwise, when you have the greatest player in the game, potentially the greatest player of all time, right? The argue argument is out there, and it's a decent one. And uh, last year, he only played 55 games. And uh, before his injury, his groin injury, they had a chance of not only a chance, but they 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 may, had a chance of uh, what were they in fourth place or third place in the West at the time of LeBron James's injury? They were the four Eve. seed, but well, that was yeah. early in the year. But yeah, no, they no, were I the get four it, I get seed. It. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, I mean, the guy only played 55 games last year, and before he got injured, uh, you know, they they were they were on track to be, you know, top half of the West. Okay, so I look at the Lakers this year, adding Anthony Davis, sure, subtracting Demarcus Cousins after that signing, uh, but Kyle Kuzma and the progress that he's made, and uh, the dynamic of having two of the top five players on the planet right now on your roster. I I, I mean. I, Yes, until proven otherwise, they're my favorite. All right, now we're going to get into a story that we were all over a week ago and have made no mention of today from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. But first... 
We're going to find out what's trending. Mr. David Gascon joins us once again. Uh, I'm back in the saddle. Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh. In a big way. I could <laughs> hardly wait for week one, man. <laughs> at least next week, oh, next man. Saturday, at least we have a couple of college football games. We, we get a taste. We get just a little bit of a taste. A I mean, not, taste. I mean that Florida-Miami game in Orlando, that, that's going to be a pretty interesting game. Oh. I like that. Gators-Canes, man. Oof. Are you excited about that? I am. I am. I mean, I know the Gators and Canes aren't where they were, but I mean, I guess I, I, I know. I'm, I'm living always in the past. Is Danny Werfel still playing? No. He's, how are your he UCLA Bruins going to be this year? <laughs> yeah. How are your UCLA Bruins going to be this year? <laughs> we're going to find out early. They have a game against Cincinnati that's no cupcake. And then San Diego State, who's never beaten UCLA. Ever, ever, ever. I think uh, UCLA is like 13-0-1. They used to have ties oh. back in the day. Uh, but I think uh, Rocky Long and the Aztecs are ready to uh, head into the Rose Bowl and do some damage. So, I'll tell you what. After 3-9, and 6-6 six and six would be okay with me. Arizona, two. Arizona lose at Hawaii. Ooh, good. Oof. yeah, that's it's tough to try. No, 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 no. I would take I would take a U straight up. You think so? I mean, Hawaii's yeah. been pretty bad the last couple of years, but it's it's you know August in in Hawaii. You know what I mean? I know, I know. It's tough travel. Hawaii's, but, uh, Hawaii did make a bowl game. Hawaii makes a bowl. I think Hawaii started out like eight and two or something. Really? Yeah, so they, they came they went a to a bowl back. game. Yeah. I know that they're uh, they're great fodder for our late night shows on Saturday That's night because right. they're the only games oh, still no playing every it. night. Yeah, we got the degenerate gamblers that need that Hawaii <laughs> to come all the way back and cover a line. So yes. it's all good, uh, guys. We'll start things off first in the National Football League because the LA Chargers will be without strong safety during James for quite a while. Stress fracture in his right foot, and they'll have to have surgery on it. He'll be out at least three to four months. That was first reported by Mike Garofolo. Philadelphia Eagles have brought Josh McCown out of the press box and into the quarterback sidelines, holding a clipboard probably for Carson Wentz. They signed him to a one-year deal worth $2 million in Major League Baseball. Two games that are going on right now, one that just got underway. In fact, Mariners leading the Blue Jays 1-0. Yankees 6-4 over the Indians, and this one's been a wild affair. Didi Gregorius has two home runs in the affair. And DJ LeMayhew is 20th of the season. Glaber Torres, check that, was the one that had two home runs. 28th and 29th of the season. Brett Gardner got tossed. CeCe Sabathie also got tossed in this game for arguing balls and strikes. Chris Bryant, 25th home run of the season. It was a solo knock. Cubbies in Pittsburgh lead the Pirates by a score of one to nothing. Back to Steve Hartman and Rich Ornberger in just 10 seconds. First a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. Seen it? Covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. I think the best part about next week with college football, Arizona and Hawaii, over under total is right now at 70. <laughs> so at least <laughs> we right. will not be bored. Yeah. Uh, so we were looking <laughs> this up. Uh, Hawaii actually had their first winning season since 2010 last year. They were 8 and 6. By the way, they played in the Hawaii Bowl. Uh, I was looking this up. Hawaii is played in 12 bowl games in their history and 10 of them have been bowl games in Hawaii. The only Shocker. exceptions, they played in the Holiday Bowl in 1992 and then of course we all remember their big Sugar Bowl run, the undefeated team Colt Brennan, June Jones back in 2007 where they got whooped by Georgia. I love that Hawaii team. I loved Colt Brennan back in the day. Those are great teams. Those are great well, teams. I knew so, Colt Brennan. 
about that? You did. You I do. Did. Yeah. What? I, what I knew him at the time. You, you knew okay. him. Why? Yeah. You hung out with him in Hawaii. I, what happened here? I had a friend who was his coach, so met okay. you that way. Well, uh-huh. June Jones is someone I've known for many years, and uh, June is great guy, great guy. But anyway, you know, they I'm get the going to Hawaii it. this fall. Do you know that? I, 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 so, uh, so San Diego State's playing at Hawaii. That's right. So mm-hmm. all the way out there. The yeah. week, yeah, the week before Thanksgiving, uh, San Diego State is going to Hawaii. Now, the crazy thing about San Diego State is the way they do this, and obviously in Southern California, it's a six-hour flight. But with the time change, you leave. This is the way they like to do it. You leave at dinner time on the West Coast, and you land basically at dinner time, Hawaii time. You're you're seeing the sunset in San Diego, and then you land and you see the sunset there. You wake up the next morning, these players have their meal, they go over to the stadium, they play their game at night usually, 7.30 start, local time in Hawaii, much later start for the East Coast and the West Coast, obviously in the States, the continental states. And then you turn around and fly back immediately after the game. I'm only going to be in Hawaii for 24 hours. It is the toughest travel to I, do. I have done this exact trip. We oh. actually we actually um, did this trip two years in a row where we went to Hawaii. But the first year I did this trip, and by the way, if you were to type in Robert Ori, Steve Hartman, Hawaii, you'll see pictures. Okay. Like our buddy okay. Victor Bricks in these pictures as well. Anyway. So I did the same thing where we got into Hawaii at 11 o'clock Hawaii time, which is 2 a.m. L.A. time. Right. And then we hung out for a couple hours. Then our show, which is at noon L.A. time, was 9 a.m. Hawaii time. So we have a 9 a.m. show, and we had a <laughs> beer sponsor where, as we were sitting down to do the show, so Vic the Brick and I and Robert Ori are doing the show, I have a bucket of beer next to me. <laughs> and they're expecting me to talk about it throughout the broadcast. So then, after we do the show, I'm already, you know what, to the wind. And then we have people that have made the trip with us. So yeah. I spend the rest of the day partying with them all over the place. <laughs> I then have to get up at 4 a.m. Hawaii time to get to the airport to fly back to L.A. and go directly from the airport to do TV work. In fact, I show up barely enough time to get into my suit and get makeup on to go on the air to work the next five hours of television. You talk about a guy that was out of it. That was me on that one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't do that when you're going to Hawaii. Hawaii's yeah. always a like fun time. All right, I just want to mention a story. And by the way, we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save fifteen percent or more on your car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven Auto. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. Biggest story we had, guys, last week was Antonio Brown. That's right. Antonio Brown. We couldn't stop talking about Antonio Brown. The helmet situation, the foot situation, how the Raiders going to handle this, how's it going to play out on hard knocks. And here we are today, and I'm I'm scouring the line. That's like, no, but nothing. 
Like, is it behind us? I mean, from a, a huge story a week ago, Antonio Brown still hasn't shown up at training camp, still coming off that foot problem that he had in the cryotherapy or whatever that was. Uh, the helmet situation not really resolved. All he said was he's willing to, you know, go to a brand of helmet that's available, but he still wants to modify it, and any modification would have to be cleared by the NFL. So are we missing something here? Is it all cool with Antonio Brown, Rich? Or uh, we still have brewing problems for the Raiders ahead with A.B.? No, look, the story's stale, you know, the, and this happens. You know, it, it, it's so funny how the news cycle works. You know, it, what it'll take is maybe maybe Antonio Brown doing something else. You know, I mean, we, we heard most recently the report was he's being sued, uh, you know, for, uh, you know, a civil claim against him. He walked out on a $38,000 plus dinner bill from a celebrity chef down in the Florida area. Uh, and that was news worthy for about half a day and then it sort of went away look you know Antonio Brown is a is a lightning rod and he's created it so he he can be a lightning rod I think he appreciates the attention but this frostbitten feet story got stale and then you know the story evolved because you know he went radio silent with the Raiders so there was a little bit more of a tidbit there and then the story evolved because he was going to be on episode two of Hard Knocks so there was a tidbit there but I think everybody is just sort of seeing what this is all about you know, he, he tamped down all the retirement comments, right? He said that he doesn't know where these news outlets got it from. Uh, it seems like he's made good with the arbitration that occurred where he, it got voted against him being able to wear his old helmet. And the feet are going to heal themselves. And so this has become very quickly a non-story until the next story comes. I, I mean, look, if there's one thing you can count on with Antonio Brown is there will be a next story. But the, it, 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 unless something really worsens with his feet, I think we've sort of all collectively moved on with this one. Well, after watching the Raiders' demolition of the Arizona Cardinals week two of the preseason, I'm on that Raider bandwagon right now. Defensively, yeah. they shut down <laughs> Kyler Murray. Offensively, they just had their way with that renowned Cardinals defense. Well, you love John Gruden, so I know that you think they're going to have a successful year. Well, he is Mr. Preseason. I will say that. Uh, No, I'm not a Gruden fan. As you know, I've said many, many times, I think he's the most overrated coach in the NFL, and I'll maintain that until he proves me wrong. (laughs) Are you out of your mind? Now, wait a second. I don't need sound bites when I actually have John Gruden on this show. Well, Plop. listen, you know, listen, uh, uh, Hartman over there, if that's your name, we're not even 100% sure. But, yeah, look, check it out. You know, you got this Hartman guy saying, I'm overrated. How about you? Yeah, You know, I mean, this blustering bag of wind over here is taking cracks of old John Gruden. You got you to turn that mirror around on yourself. I mean, I, I need I need a, a show host right now, Hartman. I don't need a, a bricklayer. You know what I'm saying? You're out here laying bricks all the time. Hey, uh, hey, get him off the air. I'm grooving <laughs> off right now. Jim Bob Cooter. That's right, Jim. Bob, Jim Bob Cooter. Tell you what, and that that Nate Peterman. All right, that Nate Peterman. He is impressing me out there. He's got his head back together, and he's not throwing five interceptions and a half anymore. He's got down to four.
Oh, you kill me with that Gruden stuff. It, it unnerves me. It unnerves me. You know, you know how it is. You get to uh, you've been to a number of big events. I've covered, as you know, many, many, many Super Bowl weeks. And the thing I can never get out of my mind when it comes to Gruden was we were down in Miami. The last time yeah. the Super Bowl was in Miami, we we're doing the national show. Chris Myers and I were doing it for Fox. And we were set up at this Hooters hotel. Okay. Yeah. This is like a dreamland. I mean, it was, we walked in. I'm not kidding you. We walk into this hotel and these girls, these girls in Hooters outfits are lined up. And I, I remember stopping to talk to one. I'm like, which Hooters do you work at? Like these weren't Hooters girls. These were girls in Hooters outfits. But John Gruden was over all over that place all week long. I mean, every time I looked up, we had like a pool. There's Gruden. He just found a way to keep showing up at that Hooters hotel back in the day. All right. I call that the turkey hole. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, All right. We're in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. All right. What what other spins can we put on the NFL preseason? We're going to tell you coming up next. (laughs) Clap, trap, clap, snap, snap, clap. At Farmers Insurance, we know there's a crucial difference between a kick drum pedal and your car's accelerator pedal. Because at Farmers, we've seen and covered it. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Steve Arbin and Rich Ormberger. A quick thanks to Iowa Sam, David Gascon. Gavin, our brilliant producer. Uh, the reason I'm uh, skipping through the guys today is that... Uh, our fabulous intern, Gage. Uh, it's his final day, Rich. Um, oh, wow. Gage. Gage. Or Gage. Yeah. Depending he, on he who. Fr- yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll French it up. Yeah. yeah. Or you can go, you can, uh, Gage. There's a lot of ways yeah. to say it. Uh, Gage, <laughs> uh, the pride of Chapman, uh, is uh, calling it a career as an intern with this show. Now, he's 21 years of age, so I'm going to guess he's got some things ahead of him. Gage, uh, first of all, uh, your thoughts on this emotional final day hanging out with us? Oh, man, it's been so fun. Um, Having a great time here on this show. Hartman Orenberger uh, just had a great time uh, with you guys. Um, It's been sad, um, or it is sad today, um, but I've had a great time. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to take everything I've known on the show and bring it with me on my uh, future endeavors. Dripping with well, sincerity. Yeah. No doubt I'll about that. You, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, how much did we do what, Gage, with your... I will, uh, I'm going to give you your payment after the show and make sure you get that, okay? <laughs> oh, thanks. thank you for uh, the kind words. So. How much did we do for your relationship with your girlfriend? You know, I'd say uh, a fair amount. I mean, uh, as far <laughs> as I know, she's tuned in right now. So a big ah. shout out to you, Katie. Um down there in the OC. We did mention her uh, a while back when she was hanging out in an airport. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, on a business trip, for sure. Yeah, and she's busy. actually from San Diego, too. So, uh, mm. yeah, right down there. So what is next for you, Gage? What do you, what do you got on the agenda? Well, um, going back to school, um, starting out as a senior at Chapman University, um, you know, just uh, keeping the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. And actually, yeah, you know, I I say go the Van Wilder route. Why why finish up? Just keep this party going, Gage. <laughs> Stay as long as you can. Absolutely, man. Trying to enjoy the time I have. I actually do want to give a, a few shout outs here uh, while the time that I have. Um, my parents, Trudy and Greg, love you guys so much. Um, tuned in right now, and also uh, a few guys from uh, Alamander, Loyola High School of Los Angeles. Uh, C4L boys. 
Wow, look at that. Well done. See, now this is part of the business, you know, getting out that acknowledgement very discreetly. Uh, you know, we always do that. We, you know, the pail of plug, Rich. You know how that works. You know. Oh you know, yeah. Oh you know, yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. No, we we have remember, to figure out yeah. ways of getting you know thank yous out there uh, discreetly. And, yeah. Uh, so no, that no, was uh, so, guys. Uh, well, Gage. Uh, by the way, we were asking Gage if he has a farewell song. Did he come up with anything, Sam? Did you? Come up I, I say we make them sing it like they do in Hard Knocks with mm-hmm. the rookies. Yeah. I, I, you know, maybe, maybe uh, I don't know. Do you, are you an Adam Levine fan? Maybe a little Maroon 5? <laughs> you know, I'm a pretty diverse <laughs> music fan, but uh, I don't know about singing on, on the air live. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. I was going to suggest maybe a little Jay-Z in honor of the NFL partnership, perhaps. Uh, Might have to be uh, right here, Andy Grammer, singing Andy Grammer, Jay-Z right songs. You know that. <laughs> I am I am a big Dodger fan, so a big uh, Randy Newman, I love L.A. wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> well, oh, look God. at that. Yeah. Uh, Sam will say, not over yeah. my dead body will I play that song. Okay. Uh, well, Gage, we wish you all the best. We really do. There he is. Gage. 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 Which one is that? Uh, Ga- Gagne. I believe it's Gagne is yeah. how it's pronounced. Yeah, a little Eric Gagne action. No, uh, Gage. Gage. Yeah, that's it. Gage. Gage. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> All right, there it is for you, Gage. Look at I love this song. Thank you, you guys. Oh, Thank Sam you guys like so this. much. There it is. How about that? Love wow. LA. Yeah. Chapman, by the Tell way, is what, a big Randy time Newman. university. Uh, Randy Newman, uh, he's also the writer and uh, singer of uh, Small People. Great yes, song. Yes, yes. How about, how about uh, the Toy Story hit? You've got a friend in me. Okay. Well, the Toy Story hit is one thing. Small People got a lot of people upset. Sure. Very yeah. offensive. Very highly offensive contra- to short I- people have nobody to love. I mean, that's pretty harsh, wouldn't you say? Highly, highly controversial, Randy Newman. <laughs> I'll tell you what. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, by the way. Did you know that? Is he really? Yeah, Well, he you is. know how I feel about Hall of Fame. I know. I always want to make sure I made no Hall of Fame res- reference the entire show, and yet you opened the window for me to do so at the I very po- end of well, the show. I, yeah, I apologize to everyone listening. All right, so... Uh, Next week, Rich will have a full scouting report on every single preseason game that happened in week two. Okay. No, there's no doubt. There is uh, no doubt. That will definitely not happen. But next Saturday, <laughs> we will be getting into some college football. We mentioned Hawaii, Arizona, and of course, the Gators taking on the U in Orlando. So that'll be next Saturday. So we're getting we're getting ever so close to games that actually count, as opposed to pretending like. Uh, what's happening right now in football actually matters, which it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. None of it. None of it matters. And not, <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, I shouldn't say that um, because Kyler Murray. You don't want to talk about the Hall of Fame. Uh, I will <laughs> yeah. always have that for you coming up. <laughs> At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.